It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the Local Pete Show. It is Monday and, as I say at this juncture... After the weekend, I do hope you've had a good one. Yeah. I do hope you've kept safe. I don't, hope you're not in the hospital. I hope you're not in the ICU, yeah? Don't be working all the time. Don't be working. Switch off, yeah? Take a week off. Maybe. Tell, email your manager <laughs> or ring him up and say, no. Do it now. No more. Do, do it, it now. now. Just go, no. Because the real the real success... I can it be fucked. ...are the friends we make along the way. <laughs> aren't they? Yes. And, uh, apologies to you if you're working shifts and you have to work the weekend. Mm-hmm. I hope you get a weekend elsewhere in the week. Mm-hmm. It's convenient. There's less traffic. Less traffic. True. You, you, listen, if your weekend's a Wednesday and a Thursday, for instance, yeah. th- don't worry about being busy at the shops. Yeah. A l- another tip from me. Uh, don't try and drive from Euston in central London to uh, Essex on a Friday afternoon. Don't just don't drive in just central London generally. Don't do it, mate. Don't do it anyway. Don't do it. No. Yeah. What, how do you feel, Peter? I mean, I think this is a good time of the year to be talking about this. Mm. How do you feel about the changing of the seasons, the advent of autumn upon us? Season. Um, I don't feel like I've had much of a summer, but when you're in this studio quite a lot, it does get very oppressively hot. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it cooling down a little bit in that respect. I mean, it seems weird that we pay rent for uh, an office building and there's no air con. <laughs> In it. You're having a pop at the man, are you? Yes, I am. You're using this as a vehicle to have a pop at the man. Yes, I am. No when, air con in the building. Very strange. When people very say to bizarre. me when people say to me, What's the show about? I say it's a vehicle to have a pop <laughs> at the man. To get things off yeah. our but, chest. But that's quite a boring answer because you're talking about just remote it's entirely related to work. I don't have any romance for any particular season. Well, you, I live think. By the, you live by the ocean now. I do live by the Billy Ocean now. It's not like I can jump in the ocean, can I? Because yeah. it'd be too cold. Get out of my dreams. Imagine Billy Ocean's life. I think he comes from somewhere in Essex, I want to say. Um, at Basildon or something. And he was like Mr. 80s in the US. He was so famous. I, he did so yeah. many great songs. So apparently he was born in Trinidad and Tobago, but he made his home in Romford. There you go, Romford. Yeah. I knew it was that. And I, it's funny you mention that because I always think about Mick Fleetwood being from a rural part of Cornwall. <laughs> because uh, Mick Fleetwood, like in the 70s, remember when they're making rumours? Classic mm, record. Yeah. Like, you know, Bigger than Jesus, like huge band. You know, huge. The story, the, the possibly apocryphal tale of rumours is that when they checked the midweeks, it had sold four million records. 
Right. It did like eight and a half million its first week. Like it's a ridiculous <laughs> level. Of, I, I don't know if it's ever been beaten. I don't know if that's the record still. But at that point, it was like an astonishing amount of um, yeah amount of records to be selling. And clearly, it's about it's an autobiographical record about the the various myriad relationships within the band, Everything people breaking up, yeah, yeah, and a huge amount of cocaine, mm. right? And, and obviously high quality cocaine because they're recording up the in the very 70s best. in LA or whatever. The very best. Yeah, and I just think that that's a long way from Mick Fleetwood being from like a quite a small town in Cornwall. Yes. How does that happen? It's 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 more that um, I will have told the story before on the podcast, but probably not for the last couple of months. Uh, he turned up at uh, my old radio station and he in the lift, he got a puppet out of his pocket um, that was of Mick Fleetwood. I rate and made that. him and made him talk to the, one of the producers. I rate that. And and he he also said to uh, a presenter who was interviewing him, um, "You're very tall, like Mick Flitwood is fucking tall. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a weird thing to say. Rock, maybe, yeah, probably." And then he said, uh, uh, "He kept on trying to get the runner to get him a bottle of wine. Give me a bottle of wine." Yeah. And he went uh, and it gets a gets a bottle, gets a riesling, 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 whatever. Yeah. Gets a bottle of wine, and his wife went, "Do not get him a bottle of wine." <laughs> And then he said, and he said, uh, right, let's all go to the pub. And she went, you can't go to the pub. You've got dinner tonight. And he goes, who with? He goes, your family. He went, oh, shit. <laughs> it's just, it's just, even at that age, having the best time. Do you know that he... Um, Apart he from est- having dinner with his family. <laughs> he, yeah. He doesn't enjoy. Do you know he, he estimated <laughs> that he in total had snorted 70 miles of cocaine? Right, okay, yeah. I, look, with I that, love fr- the with that, frame, that I wouldn't want to see his shit. No, massive guy, and he's ju- and he's yeah. just emptying himself out with cocaine. Wow, I I want to know the mathematics of that because he's probably estimating quite a large amount. Of that. <laughs> I understand how th- thin's the line. You know, if, I, if, want, if, I want if, the width. If you transpose, <laughs> yeah, you transpose it across the beers. Mm. You could probably if it's a big session back yeah. in the day when you're when you're into that kind of thing. You're getting like eight or nine. You, yeah, you, but, you, 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 you but sort of... you're sketchy. Yes, you're never gonna know. No, I mean you're not realistically gonna know. I'm always like if I'm feeling like absolute. Twaddle the next day. I'm going. I only had like three drinks, and then I think back and go, "No, I had seven. Yeah, <laughs> I'd way more than that. The trick is to avoid beer. I right. think. Okay. For me, the trick mm. is to avoid beer. The point, anyway. The point being, I think with Mick, on that fact, I think you've got to times it by one and a half. Yes. Yeah. But. But then they come in. I suppose it comes in grams, doesn't it? And you know how many you've had. I guess. <laughs> But he doesn't know. Like, I mean, he's not measuring out with a rule of the average no, length. No, he's not. He's and, the, not. and we haven't, as you say, we haven't even talked about width. Ugh, I, I just think that um, it, you're, 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 right, you're right about Billy Ocean because nothing sounds less like Romford than than Billy Ocean. Than when the going gets tough. And nothing sounds less like get out of my dreams, get in my car, lover boy, Caribbean queen. Yeah, oh. and that, I mean, clearly he's got influence of the fact that he's from the Caribbean originally. But mm. but with Mick, nothing sounds less like. Red Ruth Cornwall than like Gold Dust Woman on like rumors. You know, he doesn't say anything like it. Now I know he's I know he's not written those songs, he's just a drummer on some of them, but you know, the point being it's kind of I'd just love to have been around when yeah. they were making that shit. Like, yeah. I'd love to have been around when they, when Rolling Stones were making Exile on Main Street in that massive chateau where people were just coming and going. Right. And you know, they would they would be there making a record, but like for three months they would just do nothing. Partying, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just it's just very much like the early days of the Ramble. Well, I think nowadays uh, <laughs> artists very much have to tour constantly. They never stop. Uh, but back in the day, you could get away with not doing quite so much touring. Record company money back then. If you if you were a big recording artist in the 70s and 80s, mm. that's it. You're making yeah, so much work. It's done, yeah. It's very hard for you to make money now, right? Mm, it's very difficult. Unless, you, I mean, unless you're a kind of 
you know, you're an Ed Sheeran or an Adele or whatever. But maybe maybe that's always been the case. I don't think it has, though, because I feel like some bands in the 70s and 80s who maybe we wouldn't even heard of mm. made a very good living out of music. Yeah. No, completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. Good stuff. Anyway, Peter, mm. um, what are we going to talk about this week? Are we going to talk about, because um, you've just, I've, I've seen a note in the running order from yeah. you saying you have ghosts in your walkie-talkie. Now, I, I didn't even know ghosts. you had a walkie-talkie. Okay. So... <laughs> You need more than one of them for them to work, right? Yeah. So I, in my unlovable little cabin down the end of the uh, garden, I have Talk us through the setup. Cabin. End of the garden. Is that where your studio is? That's where the studio is. Oh, I thought is. that was in the bedroom in the house. No, 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 no. It was just a big cabin and it was used for like... A, Size of this place here? Um, so the main room would probably be a little bit bigger than the, 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 this room. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. probably right. But then I've made a smaller little kind of part that, that that's now the studio. The masturbation corner. The masturbation corner. Well, yeah. I don't have blinds, so I couldn't get up that kind of thing. I've, I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and there's... Um, and, and so I'm out in the cabin, and, I, and, and you know, I'm, I'm just doing, doing my stuff, and uh, so my partner I've access to um, needs to talk to me, but she obviously doesn't want to... I mean, it might be raining. It's miserable to sort of walk in the garden just to talk to the person who you prefer to love. How many paces? <laughs> It's the best to love. It's only, I don't know, 20 paces or something. Okay. 15 paces. Yeah, I just want to build a picture. It's, right. like, it's, it's like a patio thing. Imagine it's like this American it's life. Ra- <laughs> it's, it's raining. It's raining. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so, so I said, right, I'll get, so I got us some cheap walkie-talkies. <laughs> tell me, please, do not tell me that you and the part you have access to have walkie-talkies to communicate when you're in the cabin at yes. the bottom of the garden. Well, down the bottom of the garden, yeah. So she, so she can talk to me, right? But I leave it, obviously, I leave an open channel so that she could just pick up the walkie-talkie and go, oh, Peter, your tea's ready, et cetera, et cetera. Like a child. Yeah. Um, but every now and again during the evening, a fucking voice just appears. You yeah, probably I, just picking up a police channel or something. No, I caught, I caught him. Huh. It's like a CB operator. One of those enthusiasts. He's in Medway, whatever he is. But That's he said, incredible. I'm, on, I'm on Channel 8. So it's over the, it's over the estuary. It's over the, over the um, yeah. river, which is incredible. Miles away. And he's like, anyone else on Channel 8? And, I, and I, I've replied back going, hello? And he never says anything back. But he's a CB so enthusiast, spooky. mate. I don't think it is a CB enthusiast. I think it's something, maybe something to do with shipping. I don't know. He said, if there's anyone out there... Let's get in touch. If, if anybody could decipher what the guy said, I just couldn't understand what he's doing. But he's in Medway, and he's just sort of saying this is just a general call. And I replied, and he didn't reply back. Did I? Did I not say over? Did I not say breaker, breaker? What's the? Yeah. I think he actually says the word breaker. So maybe he is a CB guy. But why Channel is. Eight out of all of the channels? And and, and as this American Life would say, and why was there a shipwreck at Leon C that <laughs> night <laughs> after you'd done your thing? It's so That's spooky, weird. though. That is weird. So like the you first just time sat... you heard that, it must be a bit of a shock. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear it. My friend heard it. Went, what? Who's that bloke who was just talking in your kitchen like on your, on your little walkie-talkie? I was like, what? I thought I thought it was just interference, but the guy's saying I'm on Channel 8, and I'm on Channel 8. Can't you just change your channel? Yeah, but then there might be someone on Channel 9. <laughs> How many channels are there? Ten channels. Just ten? Frightening. Yeah. Wow, oh. the Channel 8 ghost. The Channel 8 he ghost. I mean, I'll be honest, he doesn't sound that threatening. No, he seems quite friendly. He sounds honest. like he lives on his own. Why doesn't he fucking reply to me when I'm saying hello? He yeah. probably, probably didn't use the right words. So if anyone's got any uh, suggestions about what the hell is going on there, but he's in Medway. It, I mean, this is just fascinating for a number of different reasons. One, that you communicate with your partner that you have access to by CB radio. Yeah. 
How much do you pay for the walkie-talkies? 25 quid. Very cheap. Should they be picking up that far away? Apparently so. I Maybe they're believe... just weirdly powerful. So, I mean, I don't know about this, so forgive me, this is a stupid question. Does that mean there's no one closer than that speaking on that channel on a CB radio walkie-talkie anywhere in your town? Uh, well, I don't know. I've not heard him. It's just that guy. So I would hear everyone who's talking on Channel 8. I didn't realise that... You know, Channel 8 was like a famous kind of uh, UHF frequency. Is it UHF? I think it might be UHF. Imagine, it's got to be, hasn't it? Imagine if you heard, like, a murder. Why would somebody be broadcasting their murder on it? Well, you left it? yours on in the fucking kitchen. <laughs> yeah, oh, but you got to press, press the, the button, button, yeah. Okay. Push to talk. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's a weird throwback. Yeah, it really is. Because, he, he, I mean, if that guy is so desperate to talk to people and make contact and have online friends or whatever, yeah. use the internet, brother. Use the internet. Wait until he's about the internet. It's Medway, it, isn't it? it, it <laughs> Essex his mind will be rivalry. <laughs> you're, you're a part of it now. So, yeah, keep us posted. Yeah, I might Try play some contact. music down there. I'll sort of go, hello, how are you doing? What's going on? Try and make contact with what him. What are you wearing? Age, sex, location. Let That's me what know. people used to say. Yeah. On the ASL. old MSN. Did mm-hmm. you used to use MSN? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, here and there. What was your username? Well, uh, Brandman3000, obviously. Was it? Yeah. Brandman3000. Brandman3000. Yeah. What a blast from the past that is. Mm-hmm. I only had one song. That's incorrect, but carry on. Drinking in LA was their song, wasn't it? Mm, they did a cover of Come On Feel A Noise, so have some respect. <laughs> did that make it on their album? They did. Their, their, their second album was, uh, uh, they led with a, a single called Astounded, which is quite good. A bit of a disco number. Very nice. Oh, I've typed in Brown Van 2000 by accident. <laughs> um, so they had, apparently they had four albums, one released in, in 2010. And They're the one... very Quebecian. They're very sort of like, you've had your hit, now get back to Canada. So what album is Drinking in LA on? That That's one? the first one, Glee. Wow. Come on, feel the noise, couch surfing. 1997. Absolute bangers. Come on, feel the noise, yeah. It, 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 it has not. Uh, done very well with age, to be quite frank. It's, it's not, it's not great. Well, well, absolute radio nineties occasionally play drinking LA, and it's a great tune to hear. So play every bloody day, and I used to be on it. Well, only once though. No repeat. How many no repeat guarantee? guarantee. Yeah, you yeah. get on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't say we didn't repeat the songs during the days. And what was what was your primary use of MSN? Did you used to just chat to your pals, or you meet new people? Yeah, I think. How so, do you yeah. meet new people? They need to be in your contact list, didn't they? Yeah, I think it, it doesn't really matter. Like, I guess you could only get in touch with the people that you knew, but. Forums. I was like a few forums back in the day. Oh yeah. Not particularly. It sounds more niche and nefarious than it actually is. It was just people who likes video games, really. And the the TV show Twenty Four. <laughs> you were part it. of a Twenty Four forum. Loved a bit of Twenty Four. Charlie Brooker was talking the other day. I read an interview of him on one of the weekend newspapers, and uh, I don't I don't really know. I was I was part of the reason I read it. Is I was excited because I thought maybe he's bringing back um, Black Mirror, but he's not. He's got a new series, mm. and he was saying that. Um, the, the most thrilling part of any job he's had is when he was doing um, Screenwipe or whatever the first iteration of it. Oh, actually, before Screenwipe, when he was doing The Guardian Guide. Yes. He said that um, he would get the tapes for 24 cents to him ahead of time. Oh, lovely. And no one else could watch them. That is enjoyable. And it would be couriered, like high security couriered yes. to him on DVD or whatever the fuck it was. Nice. And he said it was just amazing <laughs> being able to watch them and know that you were the only person watching them because yeah. obviously it was before the internet cool. properly kicked off. Incredible, like that would be an incredible job. They uh, um, administer. It's quite interesting, actually. They, I, I, I only learned this quite recently, but video game reviewers, they, or certainly previewers, um, they get early builds of games, but it's delivered in a kind of streaming service, right? So like a high security thing, like Steam. But you're no, because you're. It's more like Stadia. Are you familiar with that? Where yes. 
Google Vid- studies, a, yeah. a, a system somewhere in the ether are doing all the doing all the graphical processes and the input um, uh, processing and stuff, um, and you're just getting fed a video feed. But you've got control, and you kind of you know you it goes up the goes up the shoot, and it refer and it and it refreshes it every every uh, millisecond or whatever. It's mm. it's a really interesting way of administering uh, preview builds because it just means like that they don't have to deliver anything. They don't have to make sure uh, that uh, your system is compatible. They've already got the systems. They've already got it so it doesn't crash and stuff. So. How yeah. um and well, I mean the question on everyone's lips is mm. how into twenty four were you? I I liked it. I had the little dot 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 on my mobile phone. I've never seen sound it. Effect. You've never seen twenty four. No. Have a word with yourself. You've watched <laughs> The Sopranos twice and you've not watched any twenty four. Three times Sopranos. Good God! I, I watched an episode last night. Actually, Just worry about you, sunshine. What's but what were the co- topics of conversation on the forum though? Uh, do you like um uh do you like extra? Ex- Extracurricular uh, illegal um, torture techniques. <laughs> Extrajudicial te- interrogation te- interrogation techniques. Do you was, like them? Yeah. Was it seen as being a bit kind of passe to be a big Jack Bauer fan? Uh, yeah, everyone was a um, Tony Almeida fan, which was kind can of his sidekick. I, can I just embarrassingly say that I don't even know what it's about? Well, it's uh, it, he's a well, it's all kinds of mainly just it was it was post nine eleven. Terrorists are taking over. They're going to explode a dirty bomb or whatever. And Jack Bauer was the FBI slash whatever agent. Is that why you got CTU a walkie talkie? <laughs> I got a walkie You wanted to be yeah. like Jack Bauer. Yeah. Well, he would always follow the plots. Yeah, Say again. He would always follow the plots. Yeah. And, and, and but it would always be like twenty-four episodes in an hour each. Yeah. To tw- but it, okay. but it would all. But it's it, a real-time show. But it would always be not really. I mean, he got adverts. He just goes for a piss when you had the adverts. That's yeah, okay. some dinner. But he, um, within a day, he managed to get off. Get off the brown. I remember that. He, he, he was un- undercover in Afghanistan or whatever, and he had to prove that he was uh, a, a cool gangster, to, to like a real criminal. Yeah. Um, so he got addicted to heroin. Oh, I bet all the uh, masterminds are all and, addicted to heroin. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. And then, sense, yeah. and then he's like, uh, but he had a really posh shooting up kit. Like it was like, because he couldn't be seen to just be using a dirty old needle. Yeah. He had this silver inject, like, silver needle, uh, hypodermic syringe and stuff like that. Did you talk and, about that on the forum? Uh, yeah, he is. How what, how what what cool kit he's got to take what, drugs? What were you using? What was you using though? Uh, oh, I don't know. I probably I, it probably would have just been my name to be honest, but or maybe Brown on three thousand. I just do not know. One one size catches all with Brown yeah. Van three thousand. Yeah, you, right? so you're a big Macy Gray man and a big Brown Van man. Macy Gray, Brown Van three thousand. Who's the other one? Uh, who did the uh, song "Confessions of a Cowgirl"? Do you remember her "Confessions of a Cowgirl"? Uh, what was her name? Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was something of a cowgirl, uh, but she was like a singer. Hermione okay. Coppola. Remember Hermione Coppola? No, it's so <laughs> random. Just These any one three, hit wonder. The three any one hit wonder in yeah. the late nineties for you were Round Round Three Thousand, Macy Gray, and, and Hermione Coppola. I've never heard. Of. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. All right, Peter. Let's have a little break. Uh, you can show me the 24 forum, see if it's still up. And when we come back, we'll do a uh, we'll do an email or two. How about that? Okie dokie then. See you soon. Ta-ta. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the Luke and Pete show. Is it as good as Imani Coppola's debut album Chupacabra? We'll never know. <laughs> Chupacabra is the. Um, is it like a, it's like a spooky horror thing, isn't it? It's a like mythical, a, a mythical um, beast. Yeah, a mythical beast. That a every, wee mythical beast. That every um, society has a uh, has a story about, right? Ooh, it's, it's, like, a, it's a it's a creature believed to, uh, through some parts parts of the Americas to drink the blood of livestock. I mean, yeah. we all do that, don't we? I have black pudding, isn't it? I've well, got yeah. haggis in the fridge. Yeah, I suppose if you if you eat a steak, I mean, you're having the blood of livestock. Really true. Oh, I had a big meat fest last night. I saw the picture of it. Oh. And, and can I just say before you get into oh. it, because you are probably going to try and sell it mate. into our listeners, mate. I was lucky enough, oh. if that's the right word, meaty meats, to to Dripping. see a photo of it. And um, I'll tell you exactly what it was. I'm going to bring up the photo now. Mm. It was meat. a picture of a massive frying pan, meat. possibly a wok, mm. with a load of doner kebab meat in it, uh-huh. the occasional piece of cucumber in the frying pan. <laughs> Some pickled cabbage and onions. <laughs> and, this, and the frying pan is massive and completely full. It was massive. I couldn't finish it all. Where did you buy such a large quantity? Because uh, I had mates stay and I, uh, at three o'clock in the morning, I'd deliver a load of um, kebabs uh, and they'd gone to bed. I kind of half fell asleep when the guy turned up. So this is leftover kebab This meat. is leftover kebab meat from the night before. So. Okay, and how are you feeling afterwards? It's surprisingly fine. <laughs> I'm, oh, look, I'm as surprised as you are. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll happen on the holiday. Uh, the, um, the, sun, the Sunday night Chinese replacement. That. Yeah. No. I thought. I thought. You know what? Because I had a. Ru- like, oh my god! Fucking guy. In the shop. In in the in the pub I was in. Uh, this young kid was delivering everyone's food, and I went for the lamb. Other people went for beef. Whatever. 
Oh, you're having a Sunday lunch? Having a Sunday yeah. lunch. Uh, having a roast. And uh, he comes over. He says, here's the beef. Here's the chicken. Here's, and he goes to me, here's, the, here's your beef. And I said, I actually ordered lamb. And you know me, I would have just you'd fucking eaten it. I would have been fine. You'd rather, you'd rather go in the kitchen and cook it all yourself and do all the washing up than even cause that, a problem. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. I said, oh, sorry, mate. I think mine was uh, lamb. And he sort of waited and sort of looked at me and sort of go, as if to go, I mean, it's just fucking same thing, though, isn't it? Don't worry about and, it. Yeah. And, yeah. And so he thought about it again. He said, okay, I'll, I'll take it back. So he went back. Yeah. I said, sorry to be a bother. <laughs> he came back again. And he said, sir, here's your beef. Right. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, oh, I'm definitely You're in it now. I'm in it now. Definitely yeah. on the lamb and he's fucked off. Came back again with the same plate. Yeah. Sir, here's your lamb. Yeah. And I was like, He's just changed the word. That's all he's done. <laughs> I couldn't... I was trying to figure out what the joke was, why he refused to get me lamb, uh, and, and, and whether he's a naughty boy or he was just a boy fearful for his job. So I was just like... What do you reckon? What's your assessment? I think he was a naughty boy, Luke. I think he was one of you lot. I think yeah, he's not just trying to get away with it. Just yeah. kind of, don't give a shit about the job. I'll just do whatever... And and because me, of politeness, terrible anxiety-ridden politeness, yeah. I won't get in trouble for it. If that was me as the waiter, yeah. every time you sent me back, I'd have eaten one of your roast potatoes. <laughs> I know, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So what did you end up with? I just ate a load of beef, turns out. Could have yeah. been lamb, could have been beef. I don't you know. You should be able to tell. It, um, yeah, I should be able to tell. It, it felt like beef to me. Okay, Awful. so he's, he's just... He's just had, he's had me so over. He, he's had he, me over. He he's said, on. So it happened three times. Yep. He went, hey, sir, here's your beef. <laughs> Second one. Here's your beef. Hello, sir, here's your beef. And he went, third one, hello, sir, here's, here's your, your lamb. Lamb. Yeah, okay. Beef. You've eaten Bam. beef. You've eaten bam. beef there. I've eaten beef basically. there, yeah. Is it any good? It was all right. So that's why you had to order a load of lamb kebabs that night. You had enough lamb. The, the burning hole in your soul <laughs> where the lamb should have been. Anyway, uh-huh. anyway. Um, emails, emails, let's do yeah. an email. Um, I forgot whether we're going into a break or coming out of no, a break. No, we're out of one. Into we're the out. break. We've done that. Into the break was uh, Jack Bauer. The thing is, that's all the boring stuff. I actually, that's all the boring I actually stuff, agree with, um, you know you know me, I'm a big fan of Danny Kelly, but I actually agree with Danny Baker on this specific issue only, Okay. which is that all the shit that people go mad about in radio, to, you have to do this and you have to do that, that is all the boring shit. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, don't say the name of the song, just say the the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and make sure you fucking name shit the station three times an hour. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) That is crap though, isn't it? Well, especially in the name of, uh, you know, um, radio readouts. Like, you know what station you're listening to. Why do people do that? It's Chris Country. I always listen to Chris Country. Christian Country. Chris Country, mate. Um, Anyway. Who's, who's emailed in? Oh, yes, Arno. Great name, Arno. Arno. So, I mean, for those who aren't familiar with the name Arno, I'm going to say French Arnold. <laughs> right, okay. Arno. Arno. Arnold, but French. Yeah, okay, fair. But he's emailed in English, crucially. <laughs> and that's why it's being read out. Arno says, this is a great story. A very, very good story. I've been excited for it. I've been holding it back. But mm. here we go. Long time listener, first time emailer. You're very welcome along, Arno. Uh, on the back of recent bike trips chat, I thought I'd chip in with a story of my own. Um, we've had two or three interesting stories about very resourceful young people listening to this show, going on bike trips with their friends. Now, I've never done that. And I felt mm. I feel like now I've missed out a bit. Um, maybe I should have done it when I was younger, but I didn't. And I know, Pete, you haven't either. Can You ride, You can ride a bike, though, right? I can ride a bike. Yeah, all good. Anyway, Arno says, about five years ago, age 24, me and my mate decided we'd cycle to France. More of default options. I was too skint to go skiing and my parents have a place there so we'd be able to do it on the cheap. And we set off on the first leg from southwest London to Portsmouth to catch the ferry the next morning. Big shout out to the Ibis budget Fratton Park. Very nice. <laughs> you stayed there, haven't you, Pete? 
Uh, yes, I have. You have stayed there. It's uh, out it's, of ten. It's where I'll commit suicide. Okay, mm. but out of ten, that's that's a, that's a six. maximum of a six. <laughs> uh, that's the case. Uh, on the other side, said Arno, things went relatively well apart from a few navigation issues, including choosing to ignore our recommended route and opt for an as the crow flies, or in our case, as the lorries drive uh, route over the Saint Nazare uh, Saint Nazaire Bridge. Um, anyway, we made it and gorged ourselves on wine and cheese for a few days before heading back. Having made it to the port town of St. Marlo and killing some time before boarding the return ferry, I remembered I promised a mate I'd get him some cheap cigars. So I went into a newsagent's and bought some, as well as a couple of scratch cards with the change. <laughs> Fast forward to the ferry bar and I scratched the first one. Nothing. I scratched the second and do a double take. I consider my French to be good enough to understand the rules of the game. And so I say to my mate, I'm pretty sure I've just won 30,000 euros. Sacre bleu. He, got, he went absolutely nuts, but I remain in a weird trance. I then confirmed with a French waitress who let out a whimper as confirmation, and we swiftly ordered some more beers. I was pretty sceptical still, though. I thought perhaps I hadn't understood the rules. There might be some kind of loophole about me not being a French resident. To add to my uncertainty, we were floating around in the middle of the channel <laughs> and heading back to England, so I had no way of verifying. I had to wait an excruciating three weeks my parents to return to France and take the scratch card back to the newsagents who, after getting the manager, confirmed the jackpot. <laughs> Such a wonderful message to receive while working in my very poorly paid job at the time, subsequently allowing me to move out of my parents' house and go to the World Cup in Russia. <laughs> that's, that's, now that is not investing for your future. That is just going to the World yeah. Cup in Europe. It's free money, isn't it? He said, to this day, the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Thank you for all the laughs and uh, begambleaware.org. Cheers, Arno. Good luck to you, Arno. That's Brilliant. Well done. Oh, fantastic. If I ever won the lottery, no one would ever know. If I ever won a scratch card, no one would ever know because I, would just, I wouldn't tell anyone else, I think. The trick, I, I actually think the trick with winning a jackpot like that mm. is to actually treat it with no respect because it's, tr it's taken no respect to earn it. Yes. So if you if you think I've won 10 million... So walk into the news and go, give me a fucking lottery ticket, yeah. cunt. <laughs> no, I don't mean like that. Right. I just mean that <laughs> if you build up a business and sell it for millions mm. and you end up with millions as a part of it mm. you understand the work that went into earn that money mm. you respect it yeah. it's no different to when Jeff Goldblum talked about them bringing dinosaurs back in Jurassic Park mm. it's taken you no respect no kind of discipline to attain it mm. you don't know what you're dealing with mm. you can't deal with the seismic nature of what you've just achieved <laughs> so you might as well treat it quite frivolously mm. and expect to live your life completely as you would before that's the best way of approaching it otherwise you get a Michael Carroll on your hands <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But so then Michael the Carroll right uh, treated it with all respect, did he? That's what I'm he saying. Just, yeah. no, no, but he thought that he would change his life. But oh, he couldn't deal with it. He didn't. He just bought more TVs. He bought a massive track outside his back of his house yeah. and raced cars around it. I, I mean... And then lost his family. Out of all... Why did he lose his family? I just, just think just, it was, yeah, issues. It's, it always creates problems, doesn't it? But like, yeah, but like, I think that if I had, if anybody had uh, a lot of money, it, it, you know, inexplicably and very quickly, it would just be great if they did um, just get a little track outside their house and just drove cars around. That's exciting. It's it's also Michael Carroll, the so, the so called lottery lout. The lottery lout is a very quaint thing. Looking back now, yes, two thousand and two, mm. the big story of two thousand and two. Um, Michael Carroll wins 9.7 million on the national lottery. That is a lot of money, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Even for oh, yeah. a lottery lout. That's and, amazing that he managed to Well, he to only became that. the lottery lout later. Right. Um, okay. And he called himself the self proclaimed king of the chavs. Mm. But he had all sorts of issues, bless him. He's now yeah. a Coleman. Mm. He, um, he tried to. Uh, he's a Coleman now, is he? Yeah. 
So he, mm. he tried to follow all the financial advice that they gave him and stuff. Um, mm. And then he had a, a um, he had a celebrity boxing match with a guy from Gladiators. <laughs> right, okay. Which should have been a uh, should have been an alarm bell. <laughs> uh, he got given an asbo as well. Yeah. Uh, he spent all his money on apparently, according to him, in 2006. So just four years later, he'd spent all his money on new homes, drugs, parties, jewelry, and cars. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. I would just. Uh, I mean, you'd you'd as soon as you get the win, you fly to Dubai. That, like, that's the first thing you do. You sort of you take your because it's where um, Tesla's people live, uh, and you just get out yeah. of Dubai, have a weekend there, come back, get out of your system, have a weekend, buy a yeah. big bottle of champagne, yeah. big bottle of vodka, Gregor's vodka in a nightclub, um, do some drugs, and come home. That's what you do. Why, That's what you why do. people that have to do drugs to have a good time, Pete? Uh, yeah, booze. It's a drug. Drugs went, a drug. You weren't taking drugs on the twenty four forum. Were you? I was high, well, no, because Jack Bauer was doing. Ja- Jack Bauer was taking heroin, so I didn't have to. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so it's like a it's like a um, vicarious thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel sorry for Michael Carroll. I'm just saying, be yeah, careful I'm what saying, you wish good. for. I'm just yeah. Arno seems like a very well balanced man. His sentence structure is very good. His grammar is excellent. It's clearly not affected him. He probably had a really good time in the Russia at the Russian World Cup. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm reading between the lines. I'm thinking he's probably half French. So he had a great time, probably, mm. because of what transpired. Probably half English, mate. Hey. Come yeah. on. Have English, some respect. English to the semi-final. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and that's that. So good on him. That's what I say. Yeah. That is stuff. what I say. Yeah, well done, mate. What's the biggest thing you've ever won? Uh, I won £25 to spend in Asda when I was about eight for drawing a tree. They shouldn't be giving financial prizes to eight-year-olds. What do you mean? It was like a gift voucher, but I, I would like I went to Tesco's and they put my picture up in the Tesco's or Asda or whatever. I think it was an Asda, uh, and it was it was in a weird place as well. It was in like Catrick or something. <laughs> it was a really where weird... is Catrick compared to where you were? Uh, it's it's got out in the sticks. It's like quite a, quite a, quite a distance. It wasn't my local Asda. Put it that way. Right. Why didn't the local Asda do it? Yeah, very weird. But I drew a lovely tree in the snow. Um, and they really liked it, so I, um, yeah, I got, I got the, I, I spent a lot of money. I bought Ghostbusters video game on the Amstrad, so very Fucking nice. Great purchase. Great purchase. Uh, Arno wants to take a leaf out of your book. <laughs> That's a great purchase. With forget a, your welcome in Russia. Yeah. Buy an Amstrad CPC four six four game. Did you have that Dave Thompson game? Yeah, and that's the thing that just annoyed me about when Sir Clive Sinclair died. Quite recently, Daily Thompson Decathlon was trending rather than. Clive Sinclair. Did Daly not say anything? Did he have any word, warm words for Clive's family? He was too busy waggling his joystick, mate. He's too <laughs> having a waggle. Brilliant. So good. All right, let's get out of here. We'll be back on Thursday for a battery brand or two, some more of this nonsense and some of your stories as well. So make sure you get in touch. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. We bloody love talking to you today. Thank mm. you for listening. Very excited, as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more walkie-talkie stories on Thursday. Fingers crossed. We'll find out what that man's up to. Yeah. Maybe I'll take them on holiday, see what's going Seriously, on. you should pitch that to This American Life. Yeah. Be fucking There's a man in stuff. my house. They love that kind of There's stuff. There's a man in my house, it'll be called. And people think it's like a massive crime. It's not. It's a walkie-talkie man. They'll tell a story, and it'll take 40 minutes. Yep. And it'll just be one sentence. Well, I mean, people in glass houses, Luke. <laughs> you shouldn't. Yeah. It's the way we That's carry true. on on this That's podcast. True, that is actually true. Well, but the thing is, we're more honest. We're honest about it. Yeah, we don't ask for the, the advertising revenue. We just don't. I fucking do. All right, <laughs> let's go. We'll see you on Thursday. Have Bye. a good week.
This was a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.